It is amusing to me that our gospel text speaks of washing hands. This has been a year, I think, of washing hands, among other things, or more than a year. And, and frankly, washing hands is a good thing. Washing our plates, our cups, that is a good thing. So what's Jesus talking about with these people, with the people of his day? I want to look back at the first reading we heard this morning from Deuteronomy. Moses is petitioning, encouraging, reminding the people to pay attention, to follow the best ways to live that God has laid before him. Because if his people, if they follow these best ways, they will reveal their wisdom and discernment to all the other peoples. The way they live will leave a mark on those they encounter. The way they live will shape them to live in a certain way. He says, make these things known to your children and your children's children. Be intentional. This is about the actions that we take in our lives. I always say that kids, I, this, this hits home as a parent, the kids probably remember less what we say, but more what we do, how we act. Moses is encouraging people to live their lives, to be so deeply embodied in the ways that God would like them to live together. That that carries on from generation to generation to generation. And then here we have Jesus in conversation with some of the really religious, like good practicing people of his day. And they're observing that Jesus and his followers are not observing the traditions in the same way that they are. Now, like I said before, it's, it's a good thing to wash hands, to wash plates, to wash the food that comes home from the market. I imagine most, if not all of us, engage in those behaviors today and in these last few years even more so than normal. Jesus takes this question and he does what he does. He flips it around, turns it upside down, and invites a curiosity, a wondering. And he takes this specific instance and works to open it up a little bit. Why? Why are they doing what they are doing? Why is it important for them to wash in this very ritualized way? It's interesting, a lot of the practices that the Pharisees engaged in some of them rooted in scripture. There's no biblical command really about washing hands in this way. But a lot of the practices that they engaged in were intended for those who were going to be about the work in God's temple in very, very specific ways. So the, the priestly group of people, if they were on their way to serve in the temple, these were some of the things they needed to do. It wasn't that the work of living was dirty or wrong or sinful. It was just another layer of setting themselves up and preparing 
to be about God's work in the temple. And then some of these traditions, some of these practices just became ingrained and a part of what they did. Now, all of the many laws in the Hebrew scriptures wasn't about earning salvation. It was just about living the best way, the best way to be living close to God. But human nature. Oftentimes it's easier to have a list of things that I must do than to fully live into the spirit that is intended to flow and infuse them. I don't know if that might resonate for you as well. There's a thinker out there, Simon Sinek. He's written a bunch of books. He's got a couple of TED Talks. Many of you may be familiar with him. But he talks about how the really brilliant ideas out there that take root, the really successful companies that take root and that withstand the ups and downs of time, they offer a why. He uses the example of Martin Luther King Jr. And I wonder, for most of us, if we think, what is Martin Luther, Martin Luther King Jr. most famous for? What line is he most famous for? I have a dream. He had a vision. And he went and spread the seed and cast his vision so that today that vision is still living. We are still endeavoring to live into his vision. Martin Luther King Jr. had a dream. He did not have a plan. He did not tell us how or what to do. He offered why we could do it why we should do it. There's a story about a group of monks who every day would gather together to pray and meditate and sit at the feet of their teacher and listen. And one day, many of them were distracted because there was a cat meandering through their midst, meowing. And the silence was interrupted by the movements and sounds of this cat. So they decided, well, before we sit down to pray and meditate and learn together, we're going to tie the cat up outside on the tree. So they very kindly left the cat outside tied up to the tree. Well, the days, the weeks, the months, the years progress. And every day before they pray, they were tying the cat up outside on this tree. But then one day the inevitable happens and the cat dies. And they say, we must go find another cat so that we can tie the cat to the tree and then go be about our prayers. Jesus is inviting those listening to delve into the why. The why of the way we work the way we work. I hold this in in connection with Moses' invitation to teach your children and your children's children. Are we teaching the how, the what of the way we work together? Are we teaching the why? Sort of that deeper beat that underlies our rhythm our flow 
our movements with each other and with God. One last piece here. There's been a lot of upheaval in the last couple of weeks, but really in the last year and a half. And our world is probably forever different. I imagine, like me, many of you are longing for a lot of what we have lost and want to return. And in some ways, I'm also aware that I don't want to fully return to everything because while it was good, it was not all that good. There are ways in which I hope we improve. There are ways in which I hope we seek out different ways of doing things, of different ways to being together, of different ways to living out God's dream for us in this world. We're part of a tradition in here. We're part of a church that has been in existence for thousands of years. We're also part of a particular branch of this church, of our Episcopal version of the Jesus movement that grows out of the Anglican church that came in being a few hundred years ago, more than a few hundred years ago, but it came about a while ago, and it came about for a lot of different reasons. I remember when the youth were speaking last June around confirmation time, a lot of them were talking about um, or some of them were talking about our need to be a church that practices forgiveness because at our inception was a little bit of a relationship rift with Henry VIII, which is a, a good piece of how we came into being. But all that politically happened to begin our church tradition because of other innovations and different ways of being that were happening in the world. See, I think, and many others think, that that transformation in how we approached our religious way of being together, our faith life, had a lot to do with one particular innovation, the printing press. For the first time, people could hold the sacred stories, could read and engage with the sacred stories on their own. And it's kind of stunning to me that our tradition, that our Episcopal Church that is so rooted in tradition, beautiful traditions, which I love and hold dear, had at its inception radical acceptance of a new innovation. God is always at work in the world. God's spirit is always at work in the world. And the church is God's. The church, we are God's people seeking to live the best ways, just like the people Moses was speaking to back in Deuteronomy, just like the people Jesus is speaking to back in Mark's story. My hope and I pr my prayer for us as we emerge from this COVID tide, as we figure out what life looks like as we continue to live through this pandemic and step beyond it, is that we would keep our eyes and ears open for the new ways of being, for the new works that God is about, for the new ways of experiencing faith, experiencing community together, experiencing church together. We would hold the wisdom and the discernment of our tradition and with open hands and open hearts 
embrace the innovation that we are on the cusp of engaging with to help make creation 